Hey, everybody. Welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm stressed. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Hi, I'm Wendy. And today and a little bit later in the podcast, we're going to talk about buyer's remorse, which is huge in both of our lives right now. (laughs) But before we get to that, hey, you know where else you can find us outside the podcast is on Instagram. We are Megan and Wendy LSS. And you can hop into our private Facebook group, which is Long Story Shorties. Also, email, email, email Wendy at gmail.com. And I know we have two today. Yeah, but before we get to the email, I want to share a Facebook comment that I just saw this morning. And it's from Chantal who says, ladies, drinking coffee with a house coat over pajamas is the best morning you can ask for. Fine. Fine. I will say that we did ask for some feedback on Instagram last week in regards to our rose and slippers comments. And you were in the majority, the majority of it was a close majority, but over 50 percent of people voted no to a morning robe. However, where I won out was slippers. Many, many people are team slippers. So it was a little bit of a split there. Hmm. Um, but, you know, we have had some unseasonably cool weather the past few days. And I got to say that like morning robe over your jammies and the cool drizzly air has been delightful. Perfect weather for that brand new pool you just uh, finished. Uh, I know. It's going to be 90 on Thursday, so it's all right. It's all right. It gives and it takes. So the first email we have is from Lisa, who her subject line is pajamas and robes. And she says, of course, I wear both in the winter. I thought that's what robes were for, to throw over your pajamas. I want to say I love this. She says... Just know that I'm laughing and smiling along with you during every podcast. I was visiting my sister this past week, and after about two days, I asked her how many times I'd actually started my sentence with this podcast I was listening to. This is my retired life now, sewing and listening to people I don't know, talk about things that don't pertain to me from places I've never been, recommend books I've never read, watch TV shows I've never heard of, take day trips I'll never take, vacations I'll probably never go on, and purchases I'll never make, but so entertaining. I love listening. Oh, love it. I love that. Uh, and then she commiserates about jeans. So many choices. High rise, low rise, straight leg, skinny, boyfriend, boot cut, acid wash, ripped. No wonder we can't find the perfect pair. Yet I have eight pairs in my closet and I'm still looking for the perfect fit. Me too. Yes. So thank you so much for that email, Lisa. And then Lene says, first of all, I love my new approved hoodie. Feels great. Heavy and soft, but not too heavy. Yay, it arrived. You guys can get your own approved hoodie at meganandwendy.com slash shop. She says, Wendy, your business casual outfit was perfect. I agree with Megan. Dark jeans with no rips can be paired with a nice top. Rothy's are nice, but my feet hurt horribly. So she's team Wendy here. So I go with non-athletic tennis shoes for the office. Soft shoes are my new favorite. And there's a link. The brand is S-O-F-F-T. That is an actual brand. Oh, interesting. That... Did she say soft shoes mm-hmm. that are not athletic? I don't know what that. Soft. Oh, my bad. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to check those out. Yeah. So I will. We there. She leaves us a link so we can include those. She says there's nothing wrong with keeping the V-necks. They're a flattering cut. You can change it up by layering some necklaces on top. I think nope. that would be like your perfect transition. Get a couple little nope. layered necklaces and that like all of a sudden, boom, new uniform. Listen, I don't wear a lot of necklaces and I have like personal reasons why I won't get into it here I mean Megan I think you well okay I'll just tell you one is I have a lot of those like chest wrinkles you know from boobs and 
I think when you put like a necklace on top of it, it like just draws attention to those wrinkles for me. Second, do you know how I, he disguises them? Like they're there no, regardless. Like, I would much rather wear like a crew neck kind of like shaped t-shirt with like a necklace right, rather than a v-neck. V-necks. Okay, go on. I know. I know. I know. And then on top of that, like, you know, I have this like little hump. <laughs> I am the hunchback of Notre Dame here. And I don't like the way the necklaces hang on my neck. So, yeah. I see. It's I, Well, you do what feels to explain. most comfortable to you. But she makes a jean recommendation. She says, my new favorite jeans are from Wit & Wisdom. They stretch, but not too much where they get saggy. I love Wit & Wisdom jeans. Uh, I will say the denim is very soft. They don't mm-hmm. get baggy. However, I think we've discussed this before. You know what does happen to them? What? They wear out in the thigh. Because the denim oh, is so from- <laughs> soft, if you have thighs that touch, as do the majority of us, they do tend to wear out in the thigh. And if you're like me, you find a pair of jeans you love and you wear them four days a week, they're not a lifelong pair of jeans. But for me, mm-hmm. it's worth it because they are so comfortable. I have always said these are the kind of jeans I can fly on a plane in. And if you have ever been on a plane and felt the need to unbutton your jeans because of that like mid-air bloat, you know yeah. what high praise that is for this pair of jeans. So I also agree with Linnea's recommendation um, of wit and wisdom. So if you have not tried those, I do find them very comfortable. I will definitely check those out. I don't even know. I know they sell them at Nordstrom, I think. But other than that, I don't know where they're available. I, I kind of think they might be an exclusively Nordstrom brand. Her She sent oh, a link okay. and it does take directly to Nordstrom. They have a pretty good oh. variety on their website. All right. All right. So I need to tell you something I'm so excited about. Oh, what? Do I know? And it's not going to be that exciting to you, but I am so excited. I have a new lunch that I am loving, and I am very bad at lunch. I don't really Me like too. sandwiches made from home. Like, I'll make them because it's easy, but I'm not like, mm, yay, sandwich. I like a, like a sandwich from a place because I got all the good stuff to add to it. Same thing yeah. with salads. Like, I feel like my salads suck because I don't have 900 different ingredients to add that I think mm-hmm. makes a really great salad. 100%. So, Emily Mariko on TikTok, she has TikTok. This- TikTok, for real. (laughs) But she has this salmon bowl recipe that has gone kind of viral. And it's basically, she uses leftover salmon. Like, she'll, like, grill an extra piece of salmon. That's not what I'm doing. I don't have left. My family will not eat salmon. And then it's steamed rice. And she adds sriracha and kewpie mayo, which is like a Japanese mayo, which I have not been able to find, which is surprising because my grocery store has a pretty good international food section. Mm -hmm. um, But I need to go to an international foods grocery store or there's a Japanese grocery store nearby. And she adds avocado, which I didn't have. I didn't add, but I thought it was delicious. And then she'll use little strips of seaweed with each bite. It is delicious. It's so good. I bought some frozen oven-ready salmon, and -hmm. I just cooked it in the toaster oven, and then you shred it, add the steamed rice, add the mayo and sriracha and seaweed. It Mm -hmm. was beyond amazing. It was delicious. Question. Did your house smell like fish after you cooked your salmon in the toaster oven? You know, it really didn't. I was worried too, especially because I did it over the weekend and my husband doesn't like fish and he especially doesn't like the smell of fish. And I, that was like going to be the perfect test because if he was like, it smells terrible in here, it really Mm -hmm. didn't. And it didn't linger. It wasn't like I was coming down two hours later into the kitchen and noticing the smell. Well, hot tip. I 
shared this a long time ago, but if you have an air fryer at home, you can cook your salmon in the air fryer and I take mine outside and plug it in outside and cook it outside so then I don't have to deal with fish smell in my house. Yeah, that is a great idea. I do not have an air fryer. If I were so inclined, the toaster oven could be moved outside, but (laughs) I didn't find it to be that hard. And the only reason I use the toaster oven as opposed to the regular oven is because it was one single piece of salmon. So I didn't just felt like it was more efficient. Mm -hmm. It was delicious. And I'm always looking for good lunch ideas. And the way she had done it, she had everything pre-cooked. So I made a bunch of rice in the rice cooker and saved it. And she just microwaves it all. She puts an ice cube in the rice so that it kind of reconstitutes, like re-steams the rice. Oh, smart. Yes. So anyway, it was delicious. And I'm looking forward to having it again. Well... Funny that you mentioned salmon because I went to Trader Joe's recently because somebody on Instagram was saying like, oh, the smoked salmon is so good from Trader Joe's. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy that. That sounds amazing. And then I bring it home and I'm like, do I have to cook this or do I just eat it like it is? Or (laughs) I don't even know how to. Was it refrigerated? Where did you? Yeah, it's refrigerated. It's over near like the meats section. Okay, so it's not in, like, the prepared food section in the back where you would get, like, salads and all of that? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, so I just don't know if I, like, cooked. But I don't know because a smoked salmon is usually, like, if it's smoked, then it's ready to eat. Ready to eat. Yeah, but I would think it honestly, would say, like, fully cooked on there. You know, like a hot dog says, like, fully cooked on the package. <laughs> <laughs> or some, yeah. like, a sausage. Some sausages are fully cooked. They just need to be those Adele yeah. sausages are like fully cooked. They just need to be heated through. Yeah. So uh, what I think I might do is just break out the air fryer in the backyard today and then just pop, just to be safe, just throw that salmon in the air fryer yeah. <laughs> before I consume it, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't If anybody knows if like they buy the smoked salmon regularly from Trader Joe's, tell me how to eat it. I would appreciate yeah. it. Well, hey, thanks for the share. Yeah. You know what else we did this weekend? What? We put out our fall decorations. Did you? Now, today is Monday, September 27th. This podcast will come out on September 28th. It is officially fall, but it is still September. Typically, we wait until October 1st is our fall decorating timeline. Day. We're busy <laughs> this weekend, this coming weekend. And so on Saturday, my husband's like, let's just get everything out. And there was kind of a lot of chaos happening in our house this weekend. So it just felt like, eh, might as well just add to that chaos. And so we wow. had all fall decorations out and put everything up. And I have to say, fall is not my favorite decoration season. I don't get as excited for it. But it really, it was exciting this year. I was pretty happy to see all of that out. Well, I can't even remember what kind of fall decor you have. Like yeah, it's and that a lot little of it was new last year, and you never nobody came over, nobody saw it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Do you have the the pumpkin? Um, that big pumpkin pot that you have on the stove? I do. I do. We'll put a picture of that. <laughs> what is it called? Yeah. What is that called? It's not a, called a pot. A Dutch oven. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Wendy laughs because. Uh, yeah. Anyway, well, we don't need to. I don't laugh. I just like that you bring it out. It's cute. And you make we, soup in it, I'm sure. We use it, yes. We have All right. Dutch ovens, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a Christmas one, too, that I don't know about? Yes. We have the Tartan Le Creuset, which 
it they they're so exorbitantly priced, but they are they're an investment piece. They come out year after year. So um we do use them and uh they're just kind of pretty and enjoyable and I really like them. Whatever. If it makes you happy, Megan, lean into it, babe. That's right. 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 So did you get like do you have like fall pillows and your we have a couple fall and... pillows. We have fall dishes. We have my husband's way into like faux fall flowers. We talked about this before. I think fall is a very hard season to do faux because those fall leaves can look real fake real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did find some that I'm really happy with. Wendy will be here this week. She can weigh in on what she thinks of our faux fall foliage. We have my husband went real hard on the fall candy dishes this year. He was like, mm-hmm. I don't think we have any. And now I think we have 12. No joke. <laughs> so we have to like rotate them out every week to be able to use them all. And then it was, we were at my parents' house last weekend. My mom was like, oh, I'm not using these. So then we came home with like six more. That's part of the 12. But we have entirely too many fall candy dishes. And there's not that much great fall candy. It's not like, I mean, it's Halloween, but it's not really a good candy season. Yeah. It's um, like those... uh Candy corn or the yep. mellow pumpkins or whatever exactly. they're called. Can I blow your mind even further? I'm waiting for it. We bought four Christmas gifts this weekend. What? Yes. Wow. Not intentionally. We weren't like, let's go Christmas shopping. But Saturday afternoon, Saturday was a long day. And seriously, mid afternoon, he was like, I think you need to get out of the house. And I was like, yes, I do. So I was like, we showered, got dressed. And then we went and ran errands for date day. And I will have to say that we came home and he was like, no more running errands when we go out. Like, we need to go do more fun things. I was like, yes. But also, uh, that, it's kind of nice to like hang out together. I don't mind like strolling a home goods with my husband. No, me neither. But I feel like as we've gotten older, that's what our like hanging out is, is just uh-huh. running errands. I don't actually mind it, especially when the two of us can get out without the kids. It just feels more fun. And like I, we were like not dressed up, but I had showered and changed and like put on a cute <laughs> outfit. So we walked into a store and saw something that my daughter would like. So we bought that. And then we kind of started talking about Christmas and got a few ideas for the kids and then came home Sunday morning and he was like, I just want to get these ordered before I forget. So we had, and we ordered something on Sunday. It came Sunday afternoon. I was like, this is a little too, this is wild. Like from you, Amazon? You or off. Yes. Weird. Yes. I was like, you never... guys need to take a day off. I've never heard of like same day delivery. Where is there a local warehouse that they're oh, <laughs> storing this stuff at? Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. My dad's office is maybe two minutes from the warehouse. And one day, he this is his favorite story, is one day they needed a new coffee maker. And it arrived 17 minutes later after they ordered it. <laughs> <laughs> they just happened to hit like the delivery window. They were loading up the truck and it got loaded on and loaded off. And But yes, so we are in full holiday swing over here. That's exciting stuff. I can't quite get there yet. I want to, but like things keep like coming up in my life that are distracting me from oh, pulling sure. out all the fall stuff, you know? Yeah. I'll tell you what I did do this weekend, though. Tell me. I fully watched a whole series, 10 episodes of a show called Project Bakeover on Hulu. I've never even heard of this. Tell me. I think it just came out, to be honest. It's a Canadian show, which has, I believe, already aired there like months ago. It's basically like this 
it's kind of the same like formula. It's this guy who is a trained baker. He goes out to like bakeries who are struggling to make income and Mm -hmm. he brings a designer with them. So like he helps in the kitchen part of it. And then the designer comes and like re fancifies the place, you know, whatever. Okay. Yes. So it's like an hour show. It's good. Ten episodes. I enjoyed it. I like a before and after. You know, it's mm-hmm. no different than anything that you would see on like HGTV or whatever. It just has this bakery spin because they're bakeries. Right. What I did like about it, I had this one episode, episode nine. It was a woman who decided that she was going to open her bakery after having a lifelong dream. She was 62 years old, opened her own bakery. She was the only one who worked there. And she was like, it's just too much for me. Like, I can't, like, it's been like six years. She's now 68. She's like, I just don't have the energy to, you know, be here all day long or whatever. Anyway, she was like, you know, kind of set in her ways about the way she did things. And then he showed her all these like different techniques and like how she, how she can make more income basically. Right. But keeping Mm -hmm. it easier for her. And then they redid her bakery, and it was just so adorable. Apparently, she had won all these, like, ribbons in a contest, won all these baking contests, like, early on, and then lost all those ribbons. So they, like, recreated this, like, ribbon wall for her in her bakery. And I swear to God, I cried. I cried my eyes out because Deb had a beautiful bakery and she was like so excited. And I went onto Facebook and found her bakery and left a comment like I am 100 years old. And I just was like, I'm so excited for you. Yes. Well, because I know Deb does not have Instagram probably. Yeah, maybe when her grandkids set up an Instagram for her. but Right, exactly. But I just was like so happy for her. It just was so joyful for her to just be creating these recipes and have people come in. And she was like sassy and fun. I loved it. I cried. It was the best episode. Where was Deb located? Do you know? No, but if I got to plan a trip to Canada, I'm definitely stopping there. Well, I have to hold on. Now I got to see where it's at. I know it's called the Needed Nook. It is in Stratfordville, Ontario. Okay. So I've never been there, but her they turned her bakery into a destination bakery. Like it's you're gonna travel four miles to come get her lemon meringue pie, which is my absolute favorite. All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come right back to talk buyer's remorse. Hey friends, it's been a while since we talked about our Patreon page, but if you want a way to support the podcast and keep things moving behind the scenes while also getting fun bonus content delivered just for you, you can do that with our Patreon. We have restructured, so if you haven't taken a look recently, it's worth visiting patreon.com slash Megan and Wendy, and there's an easy link in our show notes, and you can see that we have one tier, which means there's no choosing. And at that tier, you get all of the bonus content, which means one bonus podcast a month, one bonus video a month. And then we write Friday Five posts every single Friday. We alternate weeks and you're getting five great ideas from us. We're talking books. We're talking recipes. We're talking all the things that you want to hear in those Friday Five posts. And again, you can get all of that for just $5 a month. And that goes to help support the podcast and keep things running. Patreon.com slash Megan and Wendy. 
Perfect. Okay, friends, before we hop into this segment, I wanted to send out a call for submissions because next month is October and October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And as some of you may know, many of you may know, Wendy is a breast cancer survivor and we are going to do a breast cancer ask me anything episode. So feel free to send in your questions. You know the email address. It's Megan and Wendy at gmail.com and we will add your questions to the list we're going to be discussing next month. So this week we wanted to talk buyer's remorse and that's top of mind for both of us. We've both have made and are in the process of making pretty big ticket purchases, big life changes. I've talked a lot about our pool installation. We're actively looking for a new home. So there, there it is. That's all I'll say on it for now. Yes. And these are big life changes and big ticket purchases. And so we're kind of in the throes of that buyer's remorse feeling. And I would say that I don't necessarily only feel this with big ticket purchases, although the feeling gets stronger and more intense, the kind of the the bigger and more life-changing the purchase is. So let's talk about what fuels the feeling of buyer's remorse for you, Wendy. Well, I have a hard time with change. Like, yeah. like a lot of people do. You know, like, you know when you get just like used to things and then you have something like, say, new in your space and I'm like, uh, what did I do? Like, I hate this or whatever. I just... Those kind of things make me uncomfortable is probably why I still wear V-necks t-shirts every day and complain about it because I'm just comfortable with it. But change is hard for me. And so anything new that I buy, I always, always have a little bit of buyer's remorse. You know, it's scaled though. It depends on like how expensive was it or not. Sure. You know what I mean? What about yeah. you? How physically big the change to your life is sometimes. Totally. I don't love change either. I like, it's funny because I like the idea of change. Like as we're planning for a big change, like planning for our pool or planning a big furniture purchase or when we moved, I get excited about the process. And then as soon as it's concrete, we've made the purchase or signed a contract, then I immediately think, oh my gosh, this is a terrible decision I've ruined Right. Yeah, same way. And... So like Wendy said, the bigger the purchase, the bigger the life change. You know, our pool, I was so excited, so excited. And then they dug that hole in my backyard and I went, oh my gosh, what did I do? I just, and ultimately it's pretty much done at this point and I'm very happy with it. But when something is somewhat irreversible, I start to panic and um, I don't love that feeling. But I also don't want to be the kind of person who never changes because I don't want to work through the feeling of, oh no, that we have. Yeah, that's fair. I I always worry too about like how it affects the other people in my home. And is that on me? Like, did I make this decision that is now affecting everybody else in our home? You know, I don't, I hate that feeling. I hate it. Yes, I feel that too. So we discussed that it's mostly triggered by expensive items, but that's not to say that I haven't felt it with like an old Navy trip. Really? So that's so funny you say that because recently, like, I was shopping at Target and I was like, well, I'm not going to try this on because either their their dressing room was closed or I was not, a, you know, didn't have enough time or whatever. But I was like, yeah, worst case scenario, I bring it back. You know, I'm not uh-huh. above returning things. I will return everything. So that kind of stuff doesn't, I don't usually have buyer's remorse in in that term. 
Yeah, I'm a bad returner. I don't only have buyer's remorse about things that are irreversible. I just don't like the feeling when, oh, why did I buy that? And now I've got to add an extra step into my life and take back this thing that I don't want. It's just that feeling like, oh, you did you did wrong. You didn't do this yeah. correctly. No, I understand because like when I pay my credit card bill at the end of the month and I realize Ooh. like, oh, I have, I spent or I owe this much money. And I'm like, what did I get for it? Like yes. that's where I really feel a lot of buyer's remorse. Like, oh, I'm writing a check for X amount of dollars. And like, what is there to show for it? So ugh, it makes me so angry and irritable. Yeah. When it's only been less than a month, right? And I can't remember what we possibly could have spent that money on. Then I think, like, what impact are those things having on my life if I can't even remember them as I go to pay for them? I know. I know. But then there's sometimes in that, like, like you know, those impulse purchases, sometimes they feel so good, right? They well, hit I such will a certain say way. I do think retail therapy can be effective if done well. However, before we get to that, do you can you think of a specific example of a thing that you felt buyer's remorse about and couldn't return it? For me, several years ago, we were doing some renovations to our house. And in the process, we had this dining table that we loved. But with the new renovations, the color didn't really work for us. And we didn't really it was still in great condition. We didn't really want a new dining table. And so we approached our painter about staining it. And I kind of gave him some direction and he brought back two samples of the stain and had me pick one. And I picked one and he stained the table and brought the table back. And I came home one day and the table had been put back in the house and I walked in and went, oh, no. And can you hear the saw? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of buyers and they are cutting brand new tile out of my laundry room right now because there was a mistake made. That's, and not, it was that's not buyer's remorse. That's just their problem. And the table was my fault. He had stained it exactly the color I had chosen. They hadn't done something wrong. Hopefully that noise won't last a long time. Okay, so I hated that color. And it was the problem was I had made the decision too quickly. I vividly remember I was standing outside. He showed up with the two samples, showed them to me. I picked one. We went on our way. I should have lived with it for a second. I should have brought it in mm -hmm. and said, hey, I'll let you know tomorrow. Let me bring it in the house, see what I think. And every single day for years, we finally replaced that table. It is now 10 years old. But for years, I looked at that table and it made me angry. And for the first yeah. couple months, it made me sick to look at it because... Oh. I hated how it looked, and I it kind of felt like, oh, you made this mistake. Nobody else hated it as much as I did. Nobody else cared as much as I did. Um, my husband didn't love it, but it certainly didn't make him angry the way I would look at that table and think, oh, I hate this table. Yeah, and that yeah. is such a crummy feeling to sit with because, A, I spent money on this thing, and then I felt obligated to continue to use this thing because we had spent money on it. And we finally got to the point. I was like, all right, we're 10 years in with this table. Yes, we restained it. It does not work for us. We are moving on. Now it feels real good to have that table out of my house, I have to tell you. Well, see, that's good, though. But living with that every single day and seeing that, and it just doesn't go away, right? I will say for me, I've had, like, buyer's remorse on, like, fabrics we've chosen for, you know, for pillows or for couches or, or when we... We changed out our bed. We got one of a sleep number bed, which was like very pricey. And I was like, what did we do? Like, is this bed actually comfortable? Because, you know, when you're in a store, you only lay on a mattress for five minutes before deciding if you're going to do it or not. It's like I had I didn't have enough time to really like 
think on it before we went forward, you know? Yes. But I think I get into that like rut. If I don't make a decision, then a decision's not going to get made. Mm -hmm. So so sometimes I feel the pressure of like, we need to decide yes or no, or we're just not doing this right now. You know? And and then and then we just get stuck in the same cycle. So uh, I hear you. I hear you. Especially about the the big stuff. Like I totally hear you about like when we put the pool in at our house, it's like, why did we do that? Right. You know, why did we spend all that money to do that? We don't even really yeah. use it that much. Buying cars is the same oh. way for me. Mm-hmm. Like it, me be, anything that like is expensive and is a big decision is what really keeps me up at night. Yeah. And it's funny because early in our marriage, my husband and I would not fight, but we would when we were picking furniture or things for the house. um, and now a lot of times he's like, whatever you want, whatever you want. And then I'm like, no, wait, <laughs> I know I it really annoyed too. me when we didn't agree, but also I want you to have an opinion because if we don't like it, I don't want it to be all on me. Yeah. <laughs> you chose yeah. this thing. I don't want to carry around the weight of that. You know what I mean? Right. So right. in particular, like for what we're going through right now, we are considering putting an offer on in on a house. And my husband was like, well, how do you feel about it? And, you know, I have s- some reservations. Just I just have to, like, think through it and talk to it. And he's like, oh, you seem like you're really not into it. So we're let's not do it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, don't put that on me. Like, I'm just trying to talk through it. And I want to hear what you think. And then, like, maybe right. let's come up with a decision together. So then we'll yeah, have fireworks. The- remorse together you know well and when it comes to homes it's like are you going to walk into a home that is right now today every single thing you want it to be right no or are you gonna have to say like okay I was hoping it was this but these are the changes we could make and oh I didn't know that I wanted this but you know you do have to talk through it it's a big decision you can't like if we could all design our dream home in the dream neighborhood on the dream street right Right. that would be easy but that's a hard thing with houses because it exists and now you have to kind of fit your family to it. Right. And and we're like in a later season of life. It's not it, it feels risky to do kind of like those kind of things. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm afraid like are we doing this and then we're going to like etch into like our retirement. Like what you know, those are like my yeah, thought process. Yeah, yeah. So I just get a little nervous. Yes. Like, <sighs> Okay, so how do we work to avoid that feeling is the question. And I will say I'm not great at doing the work to avoid it, but I do have some things that do help when I actually do them. So for little impulse purchases, I haven't done this in a while, but I want to do it again. A couple years ago, I made a list on my phone of all the stuff that I was actively looking for. Not like I needed right that minute, but, oh, I need a new pair of jeans or we need pillows for that cat, whatever. I'm That's stupid examples. But those are the kinds of <laughs> non-essential purchases that I was looking for so that when I was out, instead of being drawn to yet another sweater, yet another yeah. candle, yet another plant that I don't have a place for, I could look at that list and be more intentional about the things that I was buying and then knowing, hey, that. you're buying a thing that you actually before you were in front of it, thought that you needed. Because I can always tell myself I need something when I'm standing in front of it. And then mm-hmm. you're coming home and it's like an accomplishment as opposed to just another thing. Right. I love that idea. I'm going to definitely take that idea because I do the same thing. Like 
it feels good in that moment to like, yes, I'm going to grab that thing and I'm going to, and it ticks that box. But like, honestly, if you're looking at a list and being intentional about it, you're still ticking that box of feeling a certain way, but it's now you're buying something that you actually need. And yeah, not now just, you're solving uh, a problem. Is there a hole in your yeah. wardrobe? You need a pair of black flats or you need a new pair of tennis shoes or whatever it is, a jacket to wear in the winter. I don't know. And then you're solving yeah. a problem as opposed to just kind of that serotonin boost from throwing something in your cart. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What else? Um, big items. I think like sitting with the decision for a day or two helps a lot because mm-hmm. we've definitely been in stores and we're like, oh, we want that thing. Okay, but do like, let's go home. Let's look at our house. Do we really want that thing? Or was it just that like, oh, it feels so good to buy this new thing. Like I want new things. My house will look like this vision of this pottery barn if I bring this thing <laughs> home. Yeah. Um, I think sitting with it. And then when I looked up buyer's remorse, one thing someone said that made a lot of sense was set a budget before you go in mm. so that you know, hey, I'm willing to spend this amount of money. And so if the item that you find fits into that, you've already decided that's an amount of money that you're willing to part with. And so sometimes you kind of have to go back and be like, no, we had already decided we could afford this. I don't need to feel guilty about the money because we had done X, Y, and Z to ensure that it wasn't a financial burden on our family to do this thing. Because writing a check, whether we can afford it or not, a big check makes me feel sick every single time oh me too me too sometimes i do think time is the only thing that helps i think i need to recognize that my body's going to have that reaction to a big change and i just need to sit with it and if you have ever done like cognitive behavioral therapy for anxiety i do think it works to kind of talk yourself through no, we had already thought about this decision. These are the reasons why we wanted it. And then I think worst case scenario, okay, if I really do hate this thing, what are my options? Like a mm-hmm. house, you don't really have a lot of options. Yeah. Did I throw too many things in my target cart? Well, that's an easy problem to solve. But I do think reminding myself like this ceiling will pass and just sitting with it is okay. Yeah, especially like when you're not happy with like say you bought like a new piece of furniture or whatever, right? New bedding. Like if you, if you just maybe live with it for a little while, maybe it will be something that you learn to enjoy or get used to. Right. Yeah. Right. Your brain will adjust. Oh, this doesn't look like my, the way my house used to look. We just got a new couch and I look at the couch and I'm like, oh, it's, it's different. (laughs) It's not yeah. bad or good. Yeah. It's just different. And my brain needs to adjust to the way this room looks now. Honestly, for years and years and years as a 20-year-old, I thought I was like the only one that like felt like that. Like I really struggle with change. And mm-hmm. I thought that was just like such an isolated event to me. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> well, I don't think it's weird. I don't think we – this is not something people say like, oh, I got that new couch. But it looks weird in it. my house because I'm not used to it. <laughs> so like yeah. because here's the thing. I think we're programmed that we are supposed to feel so grateful for every new thing. And I think the reality is that we are complex humans who can have multiple emotions. I can be grateful for our ability to buy this new couch. I'm thankful for those. And I can also Mm -hmm. have feelings like, oh, it makes me feel a little uncomfortable because things are shaken up for the moment and Mm -hmm. things are changing and I need to regain my equilibrium after this change. 
Right. Totally agree. Yeah. Acknowledging that, oh, I don't love that change yet is not the same as saying I'm not grateful for the things I have. Right. Same, 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 same. Good. I like how you summed that up. I think especially going into the holidays, I just want to wrap this up. Especially going into the holidays, I think this is the year that I finally get my husband on board with paring down the Christmas shopping a little bit because believe it or not, he's the one that goes more bananas than I do. And always there's that December 26th, like sick feeling of we just didn't need all of this stuff. And I think Mm -hmm. starting now, it's September, setting a budget, working from a list really helps those two things really help to keep from getting to that what did we do place on december 26th or after whatever holiday is that's very christmas centric but after any sort of big shopping holiday so Mm -hmm. there's my advice right now and we're going to come right back with megan and wendy approved We are back with Megan and Wendy approved, and I just ran downstairs and back up, and I'm out of breath, so Wendy's going to start. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have a Trader Joe's item yes. this week. It is the very hard-to-find Brazil Nut Body Butter. So excited to get it. And, hey, FYI, they only allow two per person when purchasing because it's the internet darling right now. So... Wendy actually included this in my birthday gift because she's the kind of person, I mentioned this on Instagram this morning, who listens every time you mention like, oh, I want that thing. That's all right. That's how I do it. (laughs) And keeps a mental running list. And my birthday gift was just like all of these things that I had mentioned wanting. But what I saw this morning on Instagram was from yesterday. So it was in stores over the summer and then it went away. And then I saw this new post that says it's back. So Mm. I'm still out of breath. But if you haven't been able to find it, it's because it wasn't anywhere. And then they brought it back because it was so popular. Yeah. So it says here it has a delightful salted caramel and pistachio scent, which I kind of disagree with. Me too. It's, I don't think it tastes like salt or tastes, smells like salted caramel at all. Neither. Um, it is definitely nutty. The lid is really hard to open. I don't know why I have such a oh. hard time opening the lid. It smells like the Brazilian... Is it Boom Boom or Bum Bum Cream? People say Boom Boom, but I don't know. Yeah, it, I will leave a link for it. It's That's like a pretty expensive like mm-hmm. body buttercream, which I bought like a little sample of it in the, you know, little Sephora checkout where they get you uh-huh. with those, you uh-huh. know, impulse buys. And they're like I do so smell, expensive even for the sample. So ex- totally. And this smells like real close to it and is a much better price. It smells amazing. I agree. I would not be tempted to buy something that was listed as pistachio and salted caramel, but people were (laughs) loving the scent. And I love the formula of it. It's my favorite of all the body butter formulas. It's like a really, it's not heavy. It's like a light whipped. It's very moisturizing. I've been using it nonstop. And the scent lasts. So I find myself like catching whiffs of like my hands throughout the day. Mm -hmm. I, it's real good. Yeah, I like it. I definitely, if you see it in Trader Joe's and you want like a yummy body butter, get this one. It's great. So I also have a skin product and mine is the Bliss Pumpkin Powerhouse Resurfacing and Exfoliating 
enzyme mask and you can get this at Ulta. They don't carry it at Target even though they do carry the Bliss line at Target. And it's a mask that's also an exfoliating scrub. So mm. you leave it on your face and then at the end of 10 or 15 minutes you kind of massage it in and exfoliate and rinse it off and it just leaves your skin feeling like fresh skin. Just kind of bright and glowy because you've just kind of sloughed all that goodness off. I like to do this like every other week or so and it just my skin feels nice and it's pumpkin-y for fall. I had a small version. It was in one of those Target little bliss mask stocking stuff yeah. packs. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I rediscovered it recently and I've been using it and it is now gone. It's only, oh my gosh, I'm sorry for the hammering. <laughs> it's only $12.99 so you can get a full size at Ulta. Um, I know Wendy included this product in a recent pumpkin skincare product roundup on our website, meganandwendy.com, and it's great. I love it. Awesome. All right, guys. That is it for today. Before you go, if you haven't had a chance to leave a rating or a review for the podcast, we would love it if you would do so. And you can do that easily at meganandwendy.com slash Apple Podcast. If you listen to another podcast player, you're not able to leave a review. It's only Apple that allows it. But we love those Apple reviews. It helps the podcast to grow. And we will be back on Thursday discussing the third movie in Hallmark's Fall Harvest, which is Taking the Reins. We would love to see you back then. Until then, have a great week, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.